Hey there, drunky. Are you sober yet? Um, stop drinking yourself to death. Why don't you instead imbibe in some cannabis edibles, namely some homemade cannabis edibles. You can combine the fun of the edible experience with, you know, the craft of making it. Uh, my friends over at OregonBaba.com, uh, they're called Baba G DIY Edible Kits. They have candy molds and candy mixers that you can utilize. Uh, you can mix it with your own THC oil, hash oil, CBD oil, whatever you got. Of course, make sure it's legal in your state. Um, again, it's OregonBaba.com. We're also brought to you by Oregon, I'm sorry, Octane Inc. Octane Inc. specializes in vehicle wraps, snowmobile wraps, custom apparel, and race car lettering. With a deep history in motorsports and a love for anything fast, Octane Inc. has quickly become the Midwest's premier one-stop shop. Anything you want customized. Maybe you got a, I don't know, some weird logo you invented, a family crest insignia. Is that the word? Insignia? Um, whatever. Logo. Did I say that already? Anyway, anything you got, they can make it happen. Go to OctaneIncLLC.com today or check them out on any social media platform. Again, that's OctaneIncLLC.com. Octane Inc. Ink fast. Uh, I made that one up. Ink fast. Do you like that? It's a good slogan, isn't it? That'll be $500, Octane Inc. I'm kidding. It's on the house. That's for you. Um, they're probably thinking, yeah, thanks, but no thanks, Matt. Thanks for the suggestion, but why don't you just stick to sharing your misinformed opinions into a microphone, and uh, we'll take care of the marketing, okay? Okay. Anyway, on to the podcast. Welcome to episode 50. Of the hey, okay, ha, happy hour. I'm your host, MP Stoddard. You can call me Matt, you can call me Matthew, you can call me Matt Ball, you can call me Market Price, military police, member of parliament, whatever. I uh, hope you're having a good, what is it, Christmas Eve already? I'm dreaming of a white Christmas. Uh, get your presents all wrapped up. Make sure if you got little ones, you're doing the Santa Claus charade again, which I know I've talked about before. I don't get why why we're outsourcing our gift giving to a fictional character. I think if anything, you should outsource discipline to a fictional character, right? Let your kids know where those gifts are coming from. But then if you ever have to discipline them, I'm not sure you're you shouldn't hit a kid, but maybe you should spank them. I don't know. I don't have kids. I'm not one to tell you what to do. But whatever your discipline of choice is, why don't you convince the kid? that some fat guy in a suit is the one who's doling it out. That way, you'll have more, uh, more, uh, what is it? Am I describing how a dictator should act? You've got to make sure that when you give the people stuff that it comes from you, but if the discipline comes, it's come from somewhere else. That'll make sure that the people support you. I guess you got to be a dictator on some level if you're a parent, right? On some level. Got to be a little bit of an authoritarian, I suppose you can't can't be like can't be an anarchist parent. No rules, man. Hey, kid, do whatever the fuck you want. You figure it out. Or maybe you can. I don't know. I don't know. I am an uneducated man who shares views and opinions that are not based on my personal experience. Um, 
Sound like fun? What are you drinking, by the way, huh? It's getting cold out there. Iced coffees are way gone. I'm drinking myself a hot coffee. I was in uh, Kansas City. Kansas City, Missouri. I like Missouri. Missouri. Because they think they're Midwest. But really, like, kind of Southern. Like Kansas City. I love, this is not a knock on Kansas City. I love you, Kansas City, but I, but you're not a you're not a Midwest city. You're just not. You're uh you're the you're the northernest most southern city. It's like why why would you call Kansas City a southern city? What's the difference, man? They got cold winters, right? They're landlocked. They're they're whatever. I think you're southern if you got barbecue. All right, if you're known for your barbecue, you you're southern. And if you got Waffle Houses, you're so, there's no Waffle Houses north of, I don't know, Omaha for sure. I don't think they're even that far north. All right. Something about the Northerners, they don't take, we don't, we don't take too kindly to the Waffle Houses, the Waffle Hooses. That's for Southern folk. You got Waffle Houses, you got black folks, Kansas City. But there's black people in Midwest cities. I know, I know. Is there really, though? Is there really? Uh, so Kansas City, I say, Kansas City is like the Minneapolis of the South, right? It's the northern outpost. Uh, what the fuck was I doing in Kansas City? Did a little guest spot at the Kansas City Improv. Nice club. Opened up for uh, Kellen Erskine. Funny fellow out of California. Check him out on a Dry Bar Comedy. I think he's got a lot of clips up there. Funny, funny motherfucker, obviously. What if I just said, hey, yeah, this headliner I opened for, not funny at all. Why is he working? Uh, then I, it was weird because there's a curfew in, in Missouri, I guess, to fight the virus because science. And they got to close at 10. So it's kind of weird to do a comedy show at like 5 p.m. on a Saturday. It's a little early. Uh, but thank goodness it's, not thank goodness, but... Um, Silver linings, it's it, one silver lining of it getting dark at fucking 5 p.m., 4.30, whatever the fuck. At least it's dark out. Something about comedy, not conducive to, to daylight. It's like vampires. Vampires and, and comedy can't really survive in the in the daylight. I don't know why that is. So I do my little, my little guest spot, little tiny little spot. And uh, then I get off, call up the owner of... Uh, Comedy Club of Kansas City, where I had performed before, and said, hey, uh, just on the off chance, you got an open spot, I'm in town, and he said, hey, come on in, do a little middling, do a little middling there, that's when you go up in the middle, right, you're not the headliner, nobody gives a fuck about you, you don't got to draw, who's this guy, but hey, we'll put you on before we put the headliner on, in this case, at that club, the headliner was Matthew Broussard, uh, check him out, Again, funny fuck. New York comic, so you know I'm going to be biased in favor of him. Um, so, did my little song and dance. Um, actually, I didn't sing nor dance. I did my little shuck and jive, and then I got the fuck out of there. Gotta, don't want to, don't want to stay too long. Just do your thing. Get out of there. Don't drink. Don't get, don't get drunk, right? Just do your thing. Be polite and get the fuck out of there. 
So that was Kansas City. We're going to Des Moines next. Des Moines. The, um, the French influence of Iowa, man. There's so many French. Excuse me. I, I don't think that's how you pronounce Des Moines like, in French, right? Any French speakers? How would you pronounce that? De, de moi, de moi, something like that. You got, you're not going to get no Iowans to say that shit. You know, we'll, we'll take away the S's. De Moines, right? That's about as as much as we're going to concede uh, to the French. Something about a certain kind of American that can't, that speaking with a, saying French words correctly just sounds soft. What? I can't put the accent on the last syllable? What am I, a thag? De moi. De moi. Uh, I think that means uh, the monks. I'm 90% sure. The monks, like, you know, the, the religious guys with the shaved heads who don't get laid and just make beer all day. Those dudes. The, the monks. Um, why the fuck would Iowa, of all places, be so French? And why, you know, Iowa flag, French flag, basically. Uh, I grew up in a, a county called Lyon County, which is supposed to be pronounced Lyon because it's a French fella. L-Y-O-N. Again, where are I going to pronounce that shit, Lyon? Ain't no way rural Iowans are going to say Lyon. I live in Lyon County. It's Lyon, motherfucker. Lyon County. And there's a town I used to live in called Lamars. L-E-M-A-R-S, which means, uh, I don't know, the Mars. Like, I don't know what the fuck that one means. But very French, the Iowa. Why? Why? Makes no sense. Well, before the Louisiana Purchase, this territory all the way down to, what, New Orleans, that was, this was all French territory. And the Spanish colonized the uh, southern part, you know, the, the New Orleans territory. That's why New Orleans has that French, Spanish vibe, all, that, all those colonizing bastards. Whereas the rest of the country is mostly English, which is why, you know, less flavor the English folk I don't want to generalize but you know let's be real these people thought tomatoes were poisonous until like the 1900s right they used to fight wars over salt and uh, pepper I mean that's how that's how bland the landscape and food was uh, and I think it kind of crept into the the people's personalities I love you Brits you know but let's be honest you're you're not the you know you're not as colorful as the Italians or the French and that's okay but anyway they're doing that shit, and then the, the, so this part uh, up here, all French uh, technically owned, but there wasn't many French people other than fur trappers and uh, what they called Indians, which there's probably been five thousand bits about the, that stupid word. So I'm not going to to tread on that hack premise, but it is silly. It's kind of silly. We call we still call them. Uh, I was in Sioux Falls. I drove by. A, a treatment center. It was the, it was a Amer- It said Indian Health Center, like an official government fucking building, and the sign. It said Indian. Can we admit they're not? We're not in India. Like, come on. We know we're not in India. What the fuck we call India? Um, <sighs> didn't Louis C.K. have a great bit about that before he was canceled uh, for consensually masturbating in front of comics? Is is that what happened? Do you mind if I masturbate in front of you? No, go ahead. Oh my God, he's a monster! You kink shamers. 
Um, I think he had a bit on that. I think he pretty much had a good bit about every topic before he was canceled. Um, what blew my mind was how f- how few comedians defended him. Right? I mean, a few did. But you would think if anybody would defend a guy for having a weird fetish, a non-threatening fetish, you think it would be uh, comedians. But no. No, not if it's going to hurt your career. No, no, no. See, before Louis C.K. was canceled, nobody would dare say anything bad about him for fear they might not have a career, right? He gets canceled. Now no comedians will say anything to defend him for fear it'll hurt their career. It's like, motherfuckers, we don't have careers anymore. It's all over. This shit's illegal. They're not going to let us do... What the fuck are you doing? I just want to lick my finger and see where the wind's blowing and try to construct my shitty jokes to reflect that. I don't want to share my own perspective and my honest opinion on things. That sounds dangerous. Um, and then they tried to cancel Louis C.K. for making fun of the uh, the so-called survivors of the whatever shooting, right? Because they're all on... We're supposed to take their opinions seriously. And it was uh, hilarious. If you listen to the tape, everybody was laughing. You know? Remember this? Why am I talking about this two or three years later? It just blew my mind. It was a good bit. And it wasn't even completed. Most comics would kill to have a completed bit that's been workshopped for a year and polished down to a fine, smooth stone to have a bit that good. This motherfucker was working that out in a club, not knowing it was being recorded. And he's making fun of the trans folks. You will refer to me as they there, right? He's doing the same shit he's been doing his entire career, which is to say being a contrarian fuck and then constructing an argument to back his contrarian shit that you have to kind of go, well, he's got a point. That's basically what his whole shtick, if you want to call it that, has been. Not that you think accused him of becoming a right winger or some shit. It's like, no. He's, whatever. Yeah, Louis C.K. needs me to defend him. What you need is an unheard of, nobody knows who the fuck he is guy. Blah, blah, blah. I don't know. I've never met the fucking guy. I don't know. He could be a, a, a pervert. He could be an evil, evil man. I don't know. But the shit that he was saying, go back and listen to it. It was funny. I know. A dirty word. Funny. Oh, you guys going to spend your stimulus check? Are we going to get a stimulus check? What happened? Gonna, we passed a $900 billion stimulus Okay, nine hundred billion of which, hundred and what was one hundred and twenty some billion went out in the form of uh, direct payments, or were that was the plan anyway. It's like how fucking stupid. I mean, we're stupid. I get it. We we are not smart as a as a country. 
We will believe anything that our CIA beholden media puts out, no matter how dumb it is. But it's like basic math. Okay, the $900 billion, that's taxpayer money. That's our money, of which we get 100 and some back. You know what I mean? So in other words, what, 800, 700 and some billion. It's a big cash grab. And we get... a. Imagine if I stole $10 from you and gave you $1 back six months later. It's like, you're welcome. You're welcome. And I gave the other $9 to my buddies. That's basically what this stimulus shit is. Right? And then Trump was like, this is a disgrace. I want to give American people $2,000 each. It's a bad impression. He said... And he laid out all the shit, all the wasteful stuff that it was going towards. Kind of called the Democrats bluff. And the Democrats were like, we want $2,000 checks too. But we can't take away any of the money from the other guys. We still got to waste $800 billion on our uh, on our friends. And now the Republicans are like, we can't do $2,000. That's too much. We can do it if you take away the money from the foreign aid and all that pork barrel shit but you can't have it both and it's just going to probably not even go through it's just that it's just too hard guys it's just too hard for our lawmakers to to pass this they've only had six months <laughs> As, how the fuck are we going to keep taking this shit seriously this democrat versus republican nonsense it's not a they call it a two party system that's not a system Okay, that's a fucking authoritarian one party regime pretending to have two fucking sides to manage dissent. That's what the fucking two sides. How the fuck are you going to have two sides? You know, there's more sides than a fucking Applebee's. You get the two for 20. Two, it's geometrically impossible to have two sides on a shape. There's no such thing as a shape with two fucking sides. Go ahead. Try to draw me. Draw me a shape with two sides. Get, get out your fucking pen. Or your stylus, whatever the fuck you got right now, and draw me a shape with two sides. You find yourself drawing a really shitty triangle eventually. You can't have two sides and call yourself a political system. What we have is two parties, wink wink, that get taxpayer money. They're the only for some reason we said, hey, you two guys, uh, you two guys who get your money from the same lobbyist, why don't you two also take some taxpayer money there? Yeah, yeah. We'll force people to fund your campaigns. That's what they mean by a two-party system. There's nothing There's nothing to say we can't have six parties. There's nothing to say Congress can't have uh, ten of each fucking party. No, we just passed some stupid law that said these guys with a D at the end of their name, these guys with the R at the end of their name, they get your taxpayer money when they run their fucking campaigns. Because God forbid we get other ideas in, because then it will be harder to manage, right? It's harder to have more than two parties under your thumb. It's easy to have two fucking parties under your thumb. They both get paid from the same motherfuckers. That's why, remember foreign policy used to be a, th a thing where, where they would debate about it? I think our foreign policy should be this. No, we can't do that. We need to take... We need to get out of Afghanistan and Iraq. We used to talk about this shit. It used to be controversial. There used to be something called the anti-war left. But now there's no anti-war left left. 
because they're all fucking right-wingers. The whole country, it's all one big right-wing party. All the fake liberalism that the Democrats put out and all the fake uh, freedom shit, the right-wing, it's all, it's all nonsense because they all agree on the same shit that actually matters. You can't debate monetary policy, right? That's, that shit's off the table of debate. You can't debate uh, our military empire, you know, having military bases in almost every country in the world. That shit's just, you can't even debate it. No, we'll talk about, what do we talk about? Well, we got to be nice to the people with the things and the words and the stuff and the bathrooms. and It's all bullshit. Abortion, that fake debate. Okay? Nothing's going to change about abortion. Republicans are never going to make it illegal. All right? Rest easy there, Democrats. reason they're not going to make it legal, if they did, what would they run on next election? Nothing. They got to keep it as it is so they can scare the shit out of pro-life people. Right? It's all, they're, they're working together. And we know they're working together. Like, intellectually, we know this. Even you dummies, you know this. If you sit down and really think about it and you follow the money, you're like, yeah, Democrats, Republicans, not really a difference. But yet, emotionally, they somehow get us convinced that every election is the most important election in history. And we got to... We got to vote for the lesser of two evils. Every fucking election is the most important election, and we got to vote for the lesser of two evils. It's the same evil. I mean, lesser of two evils. There's one evil. It's a fucking illusion. Okay, we get it, Matt. Uh, you talk about this every podcast. Um, I'm going to stop listening because you keep repeating yourself. Fair enough. Go back to your Republican people and your Democrat people. Basically what they do is they just argue about how they're going to fuck us. We should fuck them this way. We can't fuck them that way. That'll hurt the budget. Well, if we can't fuck them your way because that's immoral. Well, we could fuck them. What if we fuck them a little bit our way and a little bit your way? Okay, let's compromise. They get in front of some cameras. We've reached a compromise, a bipartisan solution. Here's how we're going to fuck you. And then the people go, no, that's bullshit. I want to be fucked the other way. We just want to be fucked, 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 right? How do they keep the scam going? Oh, uh, China. You got to worry about China there. China's the real enemy. Russia. You got to worry about Russia there. Putin's a, a bad man. It's like, okay. Sure. Sure. Um, have yourself... Hey, Rante, little Christmas. Are you going to be able to see your friends and family? Hmm? Or has your governor or mayor made that illegal? Only one household. You guys ready for COVID-21? God, do I hate being right all the time. Jesus Christ. Just once, I would like to be embarrassingly wrong. I'm telling you, this is going to be a new right when they get the fucking vaccine. Because if a vaccine works, it would mean lockdowns no longer necessary. Hey, we got a cure. Here's the cure. No more lockdowns. But they're going to keep these lockdowns going by any means necessary. So now we got a new strain. There's two new strains. Out of our, uh, out of the UK. UK is closing down. Southeast England is totally Fucksville. You can't even travel to the European Union. There's no... I guess they did the Brexit thing, so the EU's like, yeah, you know what? Fuck you. Fuck you, buddy. 
and of course that strain is going to make its way over here and they're going to use that to prolong and intensify this giant money grab and power grab um yes sir yes sir that's what they're doing and we have treatment for this shit dig this so my mother had a little kidney issue she goes to the hospital got a kidney stone had to go on some antibiotics because of an infection yada 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 well we know we know some doctors Right? Or we know we've got family, friends who have kids or whatever. There's plenty of healthcare workers um, that we that she could ask uh, for some uh, advice on on treatment. And so she gets this this uh, prophylactic and early outpatient treatment protocol for COVID nineteen. This is the shit that the doctors and healthcare workers share among themselves to make sure they don't get sick. And here's what the, the protocol is: uh, ivermectin, which we'll come back to later, vitamin D three. You y'all know vitamin D is important. We've been talking about that. You gotta get your vitamin D. Sunlight, maybe fish oil. Vitamin C, right? Thousand milligrams twice daily, and uh, quercetin, if I'm saying that correctly. Q u e r c e t i n. Right? Melatonin, six milligrams before bedtime. Zinc. And they throw in uh, aspirin in there if you if you're, you get a fever. So basically, vitamin D C, vitamin D three, vitamin C, melatonin, zinc, and ivermectin. It's like, uh, hey docs, uh, you want to share this with your patients at all? Can we? Uh, why is this shit you're sharing with each other? Why isn't this what we're seeing on our TVs and cameras? I'm sorry, phones. But I repeat myself. Why aren't we seeing this shit? If you want to prevent or treat COVID, the cold, get yourself some vitamin D, vitamin C, melatonin, zinc, and ivermectin, which brings us to ivermectin. There are doctors who are banging their heads against the fucking wall trying to convince Congress, media, whoever, to get the word out and to get supply of ivermectin because this shit, like if you were to describe what a cure of a disease looks like, it's pretty damn close to what ivermectin does. But don't take my word for it. Here's a doctor testifying um, to Congress about ivermectin from all from many centers and countries around the world showing the miraculous effectiveness of ivermectin it basically obliterates transmission of this virus if you take it you will not get sick i want to briefly summarize the data my manuscript again published by some of the 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 most we have contributed more to the medical knowledge of our specialty in our careers than, than anyone else can claim as a group and our manuscript, which was posted in the medicine preprint server, details all of this evidence. I want to briefly summarize it. Number one, we have evidence that ivermectin is effective not only in prophylaxis, in the prevention. If you take it, you will not get sick. We just came across a trial last night from Argentina by the lead investigator of ivermectin in Argentina, Dr. Hector Carvalho. 
They prophylaxed 800 healthcare workers. Not one got sick. In the 400 that they didn't prophylax with ivermectin, 58% got sick. 237 of those 400 got sick. If you take it, you will not get sick. It has immense and potent antiviral activity. We know that from the first study in Monash, it has made the bench to the bedside. Now, is that guy a quack? I suppose it's possible. This guy's a quack and he's testifying in front of the Senate with no credentials or knowledge and he's a ivermectin sales rep. I suppose it's mathematically possible. But, you know, when my mother comes home with a fucking list of shit she needs to take that doctors and nurses share with each other and it includes ivermectin, it's like, eh, the evidence is it's pretty overwhelming. It probably isn't bullshit. Probably should utilize ivermectin if you want to get rid of this dumb overblown cold um so that's ivermectin hey how do you like that on the hey okay ha happy hour little little news you can use um but again check with your doctor for about you go to your doctor your doctor's like yeah it's all bullshit right and you walk out and the doctor goes there they're on to us they're on to us they're asking for the ivermectin oh Guys, how about I cut it short so you and I can enjoy the holidays. Merry Christmas to you. Happy Kwanzaa. Hanukkah's probably over. Whatever weird holiday there there is that I'm not thinking of. Enjoy it. And we'll talk to you next week. We'll do one more before 2021 comes upon us. Oh, boy. All right, you guys take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Bye-bye.